Welcome, friends. This is the Art of Aliveness podcast, and I'm your host, Chrissy Marie. It's a space where we explore how to nurture life force energy through the path of creativity, curiosity, compassion, courage, and connection. Let's dance. Hi, friends. I am very excited to bring you a special guest, Louis Brantmeyer, today. Louis has been a heart centered entrepreneur and no stranger to startup life for the past eight years and counting. Beginning with the brain supplement company Brain Juice, which he helped to birth onto the regional and national stage after the flagship product was invented and upgraded many times in his own living room in central Austin, Texas. Then discovering his passion for accessing and sharing the highest potential available to humanity, serving through his transformational event production company, Empowering Austin Now, where he consistently created powerful experiences and training for people for more than three years. And most recently in Speak Powerfully Now, his heart-centered business development and public speaking coaching practice, where he currently helps heart-centered coaches and entrepreneurs add six figures to their income through aligned social media marketing and live events. Again, I trust if you're drawn to this podcast, you're going to get exactly what you need. He has a really beautiful transmission around the importance of giving yourself permission to pivot as you prioritize your purpose and prosperity. And we talk about all of the zigzags and the lily pads that he's jumped across on the way to developing this Speak Powerfully Now, the work that he's doing virtually. And the core message is that it's okay to ease yourself into potential. Transformation is not a cakewalk. No choice is wasted. Every path is a treasure trove of self-discovery. And he also shares the relationship between speaking powerfully and nurturing your aliveness in business. I trust, again, you'll get what you need. Kick back, relax, and enjoy our conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Very excited to have you on. You do that too, the triple welcome. I do. Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I was, uh, I never like coordinated the two, but yes. Hello, yeah. hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to share you with my audience. I'm excited to pick your brain. And I'm excited to follow my curiosity and see where this takes us because the last conversation we had was enlivening and nurturing and I knew right away that I needed to share you. So thank you for saying yes to showing up today. Oh my God, you're so welcome. What an introduction. You haven't even introduced me yet. I feel so warm and fuzzy. (laughs) (laughs) So I, when last time we spoke, we we were talking about we mentioned the importance of language and your your business or what would you call it the speak speak powerfully now would you call that your brand would you call that your business great question i have multiple irons in the fire when it comes to that that's that's my primary brand that i lead with currently 
um, where I help heart-centered women, aspiring or currently mature conscious entrepreneurs to step into their full voice, power, and authority to create new clients, customers, and income. And if they're in the right place for it, to add six figures to their income. So speak powerfully now. You can see how that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Explode your mission, your voice, your love, your gifts into the world through your voice. Um, but I also have Empowering Austin now, which is great. So that's a, a conscious event production company where we did day-long premium quality transformation immersions around relationships and sexuality, entrepreneurship, creativity, wealth, whatever my heart desired month by month. <laughs> and that has, even though I'm not doing live events right now, it's experienced an injection of new life. Like so much of my brain has come back online because there's a beautiful human being, uh, an awesome soul. And I think right outside of Sedona, who I've taken on as a mentee because I just love what he's up to. And he's up to almost the same thing that I was up to when I was producing live events, um, you know, filling rooms with people and filling stages with amazing speakers. And so Empowering Austin now lives just in a very slight way right now. And that, that actually was earlier this year, I, I decided I needed to focus on my own personal coaching so that I could be able to um, provide better for Empowering Austin Now or Ian, as we used to call it, as I still call it, Ian. I like to provide for Ian, mm -hmm. um, my child. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead, I, I, I'm kind of hugging the mic here. No, no, that's, that's perfect, it's beautiful. I, I love that you gave context to, to speak powerfully now and then all of the, some of the other irons in the fire, which is what I was asking of you. And oh, that, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what, what made you, what made me compelled to bring you in was the way that you speak about what you do. There's an aliveness and a passion, like a viscerally felt passion in the energy that you exude when you're speaking about the work that you do. And it's magnetic. And, and I, I'm sure that we can go into the details of how you support people in doing that but that that energy pulled me into the invitation of bringing you on and so thank you for giving context i'd love to hear just a little bit of a background on your transition from when you were doing brain juice because you were you founded that company or co-founded that company right you weren't always doing these live events and doing coaching so i'd love to hear about like what was that what were the little golden nuggets in that shift? Oh, my goodness. Well, just a, a slight correction first out the gate. Um, I wasn't quite a founder as much as a midwife. Okay. <laughs> so it was already something that, that was in the process of being birthed in the world. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start. The, that's a great question. Oh, my God. How did I get from there to here? Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah. Awesome. So... I was a socially awkward, anxious, introverted nerd who loved sci-fi, still love science fiction. This is a symbol from Star Trek, right? <laughs> um, and I decided to start doing personal development work in a serious way with Landmark Worldwide in 2012 to evolve from there into just socially butterfly at the least, especially in the dating and relationships world. Like I really wanted some amazing experiences and I wanted a, a beautiful 
partner and, and all of that. And I had never had the experience truly of being fully empowered in myself or in my self-expression to deliver that to myself um, or, or to, to be able to experience it in the world. So I um, gave my heart and soul to all of that. And in the first course, I met the CEO of Brain Juice or the former CEO now, Sam Elick, the founder for sure though. Um, he was before the rest of us <laughs> tinkering with brain supplements in his kitchen to figure out something to help him with his ADD. And eventually, this is the part of the mission that I aligned with, to wake up the world through helping people to do their purpose by giving their brains what they need to be nourished, nurtured, and fully nutriented. <laughs> um, and he, so, so I'm starting here rather than exactly the way you asked the question because there's a lot of breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. He saw something in me from that very first moment. He was like, hey, you could have a business. You could you'd be selling t-shirts. Uh, with, with these clever transformational slogans on them. I was like, uh, okay, cool, sure, maybe. Um, I didn't really want that. I wasn't that excited about that. Um, so it wasn't an idea that sprung from my soul, but it was a shift in how I listened to myself because suddenly I'm the kind of person who can make that difference for people, who, who can provide value to the marketplace. And he and I, Sam and I, had both read Walter Isaacson's Steve Jobs biography, super amazing, highly recommended, fascinating character, worthy of learning from on many levels. And I had moved to Austin to do a world-class leadership training program called the Introduction Leaders Program with Landmark. That requires you to travel to different cities across America to get training over the course of like a five or six month period. And I had never traveled that much I had basically never lived on my own for any extended length of time. So this was a big, like, I got to figure everything out. And I've already thrown my hat over the fence. I got to figure out how to get, out, get to the other side of the fence, so to speak. So um, Steve Jobs, one of the things that he did was probably fresh off, off the boat or off the plane from India. He, he decided he wanted to work at Atari, uh, which is this you know, video game company. I don't know if they're even still around. She remembers. That's exciting. We are showing our age. We'll try not to blush. Um, I am for sure. The thing that he did was walk into their office and plop himself down uh, in, in the lobby and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to sit here until you give me a job interview. Like, like, I don't even know if he gave them a resume. It's just like the, the boldness in that request. And the, the commitment to that gave, he got the job. And then, you know, he became famous eventually for, for doing all these other different things. And, but that was a big part of his, his growth and development was, was creating that. So I wanted to work for, uh, at the time, I thought, a local online advertising company called Yodel here in Austin, populated by a lot of landmark graduates. So I knew I'd be among friends and powerful conversations and a lot of um, commitment and responsibility and excellent management and communication. And so I did what Steve Jobs did and they called security on me and had me removed. So I called Sam up. He heard this story and he was like, dude, you're fucking awesome. And I can't promise you anything, but I may have a position for you in, in sales. And I was like, okay, cool. So he already knew about what I had accomplished, so to speak, in dating and relationships. I've been sharing crazy stories for like months. And he heard this story too. And he was like, all right, time to, time to make something happen here. And it was a courtship process. I began to work. 
at Brain Juice and I committed to myself. I was like, this is the last job I will have uh, before starting my own business or creating my own completely personally controlled and, and motivated by my hard income stream. I didn't keep that promise 100% because I lost faith at various points through the process. This was uh, four years ago when I actually, four and a half years ago when I stopped Brain Juice. And when I left, all I knew was I know how to help people in dating relationships. I want to be a high paid coach. Um, I want the lifestyle of freedom that I had had at Brain Juice. So it was originally an attachment to that lifestyle that motivated my commitment to the lifestyle that I have now. Because at Brain Juice, it was a kind of laissez-faire, free, like so long as you do what you said you're going to do, like you spend your time scheduling your own hours, do whatever you want most of the week. So there were weeks where I would work four hours approximately checking reports, maybe not even that, from my couch in my underwear in my own home, like reports through, through Gmail. Like, okay, all of the stuff has shipped out. Great. Because I was, I was managing, so I went from sales to operations to VP of operations. And that became pretty easy when we outsourced most of it to a friend of mine. So I was, I was really like, this, this life is beautiful. I love this life. I want to keep this life. And I want more of this life. Like, like being able to travel and flexibility and freedom and learning and growth and adventure. So initially I was in it for me. Initially I was like, I want to be a coach because I want to be paid this and I want to have this life. And I went through a year of banging my head against the wall when it came to marketing and sales, having no clue, fumbling, uh, screwing up, going from $25 an hour to $100 an hour. So that was a big thing in the first year. Like first conversation with somebody across a Whole Foods table in North Austin, like, and, and her beginning to weep from, from the inspiration and the conviction of like what she's committed to and all of this. And me seeing, huh, wow. I, it, I am worth just being paid for my time, like for people to, to pay attention to me and listen to what I have to say. I can make a difference to eventually scaling that up. And, and during that period, <laughs> I struggled a lot and I took on a lot of other income streams in order to make things work. Um, delivery driving, car sales, truck driving, like, like, like big, big trucks, um, and it caused a lot of heartache because I knew at some level, my soul was calling for me to do something different than what I was plugging into in order to surrender into what I felt was like, well, uh, into, into moments of scarcity and doubt and fear. Like, I can't do this. I can't be all on my own. I, I have to surrender to the work a day, corporate nine to five world, as painful as that is. And I know there are people who are maybe who have listened, who are listening, who have had that experience. Like, oh, I, I want to do this. I've, I've even been doing it to some extent, but I have to, I have to stay in the corporate world to stay comfortable or secure, safe or in the familiar. And so I, I had my period of that, hated it, <laughs> hated it. Absolutely. Got fired from every one of those jobs because my heart was never there. Almost all of them. I, I just quit the truck driving job because that was hell. That was painful. But um, somewhere after the transition from truck driving to selling signs in North Austin, capital architectural signs, selling premium quality, like signs for the sides of buildings or, or uh, regulation signs for um, ADA to let handicapped and um, blind people know what, what they were walking into, those kinds of rooms, whatever. 
um, or room signs. Like, like I fell in love with the artistry of it, but not the selling. I didn't care enough to sell. And they hired me as a salesman. So the sales numbers were atrocious for many months. So finally they fired me and I was like, all right. And that was when I went in. Mm, I had a couple income streams over that next year that were resonant with what I was up to. Like I started teaching philosophy at that point. Again, I had taught it before as a tutor and that, that made good money. And then I also worked with a rock star real estate agent who was a massively successful online marketer who taught me all kinds of cool stuff. And literally this guy would pay me to go to transformational events to learn and study and grow. So I, I went to this camp out and those were all billable hours, like having fun, hanging out, dancing, studying how other people do, did transformational events. And he even paid me to produce one of my own events. So it was, it was a magical time. And I was just comfortable enough to, to gain some real traction with my events, 20, 30, 50 people. And here's the thing, the events started while I was still working at the sign company because I had this problem of how do I market myself? And I didn't have a clear solution. I got onto a coaching call that I manifested for free from Dave Burns, one of the best. Uh, he, he was the first coach I ever encountered who was like $1,000 an hour and um, who lavished his attention upon me too in that. And he told me, well, if you want to show up uh, uh, in front, if showing up in front of people is what lights you up and makes your heart sing, then that's what you should be doing to market, not any of this other stuff. So I, I gathered a PhD in leadership, 20 year veteran of landmark, 20 year veteran of um, uh, energy medicine and mastery systems, a Reiki healer, a, a couple who were a, uh, a series of relationship coaches. They called themselves the alchemy of we, super powerful. And we put 50 butts in the seats at Soma Vida here in central Austin with only a week, a couple weeks of marketing. So it was like three or four weeks of serious committed marketing. And I fell in love with that. And I got super distracted from my coaching business. I was like, I want to do whatever this is again. And luckily there was this like, when this dark cloud of, I didn't create any clients for myself through this. Or, or I didn't, and, and I didn't realize this was an unreasonable expectation to have. Like I didn't have someone magically walk up like a groupie at a rock, rock show and say, hey, I wanna, I wanna go out with you. Like I thought I was gonna get both out of my first event. I got neither. Um, instead, I got a powerful friendship and relationship with three incredible men, Artemis, Perk, and, uh, and Ryan, who were like my team, my A-team, of unofficial, technically unpaid, but extremely generous best friend coaches. And so I started to master all these strains of transformation through hanging out with them. And in this moment, what they did that was most impactful was we went to a, a vegan restaurant, Bolden Creek Cafe, a little bit South Austin. And I was like, I was so depressed. I was like, what's the point of every, any, literally what's the point of everything? Um, because I spent 30 days working on this thing and making this amazing and everybody loved it, but I didn't get the results that I was committed to. And they, they gently cautioned me. They were like, Hey, you've got something here. Feed it. It's awesome. And I was like, okay, my next event I produced, I created a client and I was like, okay, this is cool. And, um, I ran with it 
And I fell in love with it. And after about six months of bringing people in as, from as far as California to speak on the stage at events dealing with money and relationships, I realized this is a service. Coaches are hungry for new clients and they can pay less here than they would for a, for a high-class Facebook ads funnel and produce more of a return with less time invested and less energy invested. Mm. So it became a business development product in my membership, Ian Squared, where I would invite people to pay me for spots on my stage, which I didn't know. I thought I was inventing this, but at the highest level in this industry, that's common. It's extremely common to invest in, to, to spend between 10 and 50 grand for the kind of spots that I was giving or that I have the, the ability to give now um, if I should choose to fill a room like that. Um, now, of course, the value of the stage probably wasn't to the value of like a grand until about six months later. But I started realizing I can make this thing profitable from day one on every event by just selling spots on the stage first and then selling tickets. And then I've got two income streams from the same business. And, and so either way I win and um, or both ways I win. So I'm incentivized to put people in the seats for them because they've already paid me. <laughs> And, um, and I had people who I loved, who I wanted to learn from and be coached by and be a part of the workshops of leaving every, every event. So I fell in love with that. And that carried me through like 2018, along with working for Nolly, the real estate agent, um, doing a little bit of light executive assisting for him, which was mostly like apprenticeship. And early 2019, he let me go, which was the coolest thing ever. Um, he spoke at my next event, which was awesome. Um, conscious entrepreneurship. And we had actually a, a serial, conscious, successful entrepreneur, like mil millions of dollars that man has made over, over the years. Um, and he spoke at my event. And my mom showed up and my girlfriend at the time showed up. And it was, it was just like a crowding achievement. It was right before Valentine's Day, which was also the celebration of a... Um, anniversary for me, one year anniversary of dating this, this amazing Indian woman who I still deeply love to this day. I spent, goodness, I spent probably 12 hours writing a novella called A Conquered Echo in the past week and a half to capture and close the book on that chapter of my life because she deserves more than the way that we concluded. We had to step away to stay conscious and I was like, hey, I need to put healthy boundaries in and, and yet someday she'll hear all this amazingness um, and maybe some other people too. It's, it's a very intimate thing, but um, not to get too sidetracked to continue to answer your question. In 2019, I met Johnny England, whose vision is mental, physical, spiritual uh, education and emotional education around the world, helping people with health, wealth, happiness, relationships, spiritual connection in brick and mortar universities and self-sustainable off the grid uh, villages for light workers, healers, and conscious entrepreneurs. And, and for those who want to be a part of the solution to what's going on in the global economy and not just to their own life, questions of abundance and prosperity. And so I started to hang out with him. And there's a scene in Inception where one of the characters, uh, so it's this movie about dreams within dreams and they can create things within the dreams. And they're like fighting these bad guys. One of these characters has like an AK-47 and is firing at the bad guys and da 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 da, -da. And the next character walks up to him with a bazooka and says, you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. And, and then, you know, blows up the bad guys because he's got this 
this bazooka. And I, John was like that for me. John expanded the realm of what was possible for me. I'd already started talking about, because people in Denver, Dallas, San Antonio, um, people in Venice Beach had, had invited me to either come to their city to do one of my events there, or had were in conversation about having one of my, my actual events like franchised or something for them. Um, and he was, he was all in for that. He was like, I'll have the facilities, you have the events, you bring the people, you are our chief fish catcher here at Earthwaking University. You go out there, you catch the fish, you bring them home and, and we'll clean them up. We'll give them a clean fish tank to, to get super nourished and nurtured in. And I was like, this is awesome. Within the span of a week after being coached by John at one of his masterminds, I discovered Distinguished and Discerned. I was like, I love public speaking, I wanna teach it. So within the space of a week of discovering that about myself, and getting a little bit enthusiastic about teaching public speaking because I'd seen all stripes of people come across my stage and paid to be in front of my people. People who were the real deal, high quality, decades of experience, people with just a little bit of experience, people with no experience. And I was like, all right, I see these people with no experience. I want to help them to, to step into their full power voice and authority, which is part of where you can hear later on, right? My, my life as an entrepreneur is many zigzags and pivots many. So, so this latest one from COVID, it was just, it was just par for the course. It was just like, all right, let's dance. Let's dance with this world. Mm. Um, and, and I feel like that'll be really super valuable for people listening. It's like, no matter where you're at, you can always pivot to something different and something new that will capture more of you and more of the market for more abundance. So I started teaching in the Shine On program, heart-centered women coaches who wanted to learn public speaking. And there wasn't much of a market for that. That's not a very painful problem. Like it is to the extent that it is, but it's not painful enough to be super scalable. It's not specific or unique enough to be making a, uh, a clear enough difference for a unique ideal customer avatar to have sustainability in a real way. And I, I would hop on Zoom calls with five, six people and you know, love just showing up and pointing to them, uh, pointing out how they could upgrade their public expression, usually on Facebook Live. And so, so that was a part of the, the backdrop, right? That was a part of what was going on for me. And then I started doing two and three day live events with John, helping him to produce those. And that blew my mind. I was like, okay, so I, I could do those. And I was like, okay, actually, I'm just going to funnel my people into those he can keep doing those. And we together can be two wings of building the movement of waking the world up to the fact that we're all one and everything is perfect. So, so I was very much carried into that direction. Myself, Kirk and John went in together to make an offer at one of my events. My first time bringing in 10 grand from, from the stage um, with people at, or making a group offer. We created something called the visionary program, which has evolved many times over the past year and a half. It's, it's more the Kirk show now, which is great because he had been, I knew from years of talking to him, looking for a space to express all the beautiful knowledge and wisdom and expertise he has inside of him. And after seeing and, and experiencing him not being that, like the difference is night and day. Like this is him, this is who he is in the world. And in the interim though, we offered ourselves as helping heart-centered coaches to add six figures to their income. None of us had ever done that before. <laughs> John, John, maybe to a certain extent had done that through this course, but it was for people who were at, at the very least orange level, preferably yellow level on the wealth lighthouse, which is this 
chakra based system for noticing how configured your energy system is in, in relation to receiving wealth and abundance and also how configured the vehicle or container of your business is out in the world with the right structures and processes to receive that massive abundance. Um, because wealth comes from other people's pockets. It comes from God through other people's pockets, excuse me. Um, so, you know, you, you want to be ready to receive from them and to present to them and all of that. And so we picked the wrong people for the program. John's course, which it was based on the spiritual capitalist course, beautiful course, still highly recommended. If an entrepreneur has $500 to throw down because they're already at yellow level, like they're already the master of their niche. They dominate the conversation. They just want to get all that stuff clear and begin to put out like a, a Facebook ad funnel or something. But for people who are, who have never made money through selling their services or people who don't have stability of income through selling their services or people who don't know that, that, you know, I just need to add more income in order to scale my business. Like it just doesn't work. I know. Cause I did it like several times and I was at those levels and it didn't work for me. So I was left with this like nagging taste. And, and John found a beautiful way to take care of all those people in that program. Like the, there's a network marketing aspect to how earth waking was developing at the time. And he was like, they're all in, they're all like, they've got spots on what we call the tree of life. And I was like, all right, cause we're, we're committed to adding more than we take to, to giving and to, to giving, even if the results didn't get provided in that program, still the abundance is going to be theirs in due time as, as the rest of the enterprise evolves. So COVID hits, <laughs> COVID hits. And I, I've got somebody on my stage who paid two grand to be there. Um, this is right before COVID in my conscious magic event in February of this year. Um, sorry if you wanted this to be evergreen, <laughs> no references to years or months or whatever. Um, so these people are high powered NLP trainers, um, Jaeger training, the best in heart centered neuro-linguistic programming training in Texas that I'm aware of. Um, and they paid two grand to be on my stage. They bring in more than two grand from that event and they bring in more than a hundred grand over the next six months. Now this is during COVID. And what I noticed about that, I was like, holy cow, my stage just got so much more quality to it. But then my stage was, in my experience, taken away from me. I was like, holy crap, I can't, I, I don't have a stage anymore because live events are canceled. So how can I help my people? And this is where I literally got a download. I, I, I remember to this day being in my now former girlfriend's study and just feeling into and hearing like, online heart-centered business mastery. And it wasn't like so stark as that. It was like a, the consequence of a train of thought. Um, but I realized people are gonna be going online. Some of them don't have public speaking skills, which are needed to show up online at the highest level of impact. They don't have business development skills because most heart-centered coaches, when they start off, they don't know their head from their butt when it comes to a, a business development in a serious way. They don't know marketing, they don't know social media and how to convert five to 20 grand from your own profile, which I later learned from some of the best in this industry. Um, and so it all came together in this beautiful cocktail of this online heart-centered business mastery event that I've repeated maybe seven times, maybe eight times now, um, and the group coaching program. And then I had people like Kita come through and bring in $8,500 in a month and uh, other people produce massive success and 3x their 
their investment. And I, and I was just like, all right, I've got a business finally. I've got a sustainable, grounded, ongoing, and nobody's leaving online. More people are coming online and more people need this. So that was how I discovered who I wanted to be when I grew up. And those were all the pivots that made me who I am. Thank you for your generous listening. There's my story. I love when people ask me that. <laughs> well, I love that there are so many pivots and that you're normalizing that. I, I can relate to all the pivot points. And I think it's important that we constantly are reiterating that transformation and our evolution is, is not linear. It is absolutely a spiral or a zigzag or some other geometric shape where we're constantly jumping from lily pad to lily pad and not necessarily in a straight line, you know? And we don't always know where, where the next lily pad's gonna be, but being open to be flexible. And I, I love that. So thank you for, yeah, normalizing and naturalizing the pivots in transformation and that you're not done pivoting, right? That something else is most likely gonna show up for you and you're open to shifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how will I bring Ian Squared and Empowering Austin Now back to life is another question that's simmering just mm. in the echo background of consciousness. Like what would that look like? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to the, the relationship between speaking powerfully and nurturing our life force energy so like nurturing our aliveness what are some of like the core things that you bring or that you feel women or coaches stepping into transformational facilitation roles what do you feel like they're missing or that they're they haven't fully embodied that you like what are you offering them that they're not getting yet I love this. Thank you for this question. I have a whole course, a digital course on this and an event where I go, go through it. Though I haven't dusted that event off in a little while. Um, and there's, there's eight major components. I'll, I'll do my best to summarize each very, very quickly. There's um, own your state, which is your vibration is key to being able to make an impact. You can show up before words leave your mouth. If you're owning your state, um, through doing practices to shift into or to heal whatever's there, to get into a high frequency, high energy, feeling good now state in a holistic way. So whether it be Qigong or um, Tai Chi or the Morgan Energy Institute stuff or decrees from mastery systems, whatever, you, you're jumping in the, in the cold water, like it could, so it could be any number of things. Your mileage may vary, well, whatever you choose to do to bring about that experience in your body of being both feeling good and high vibration because that that is itself attractive and resonant and people will want to hear you before you have anything you have to say just by virtue of who you're being and then also being the real deal about yourself people can tell that i have helped people add six figures to their income because it's in it's underneath contextually the energy of what i'm saying like it's there in the background for me and if i make passing reference there's, there's no, there's, there's no incongruence. So the idea is be maximally congruent with your own material and have either produced or embodied the results that you're committed to providing. And people can feel that you're the real deal from the moment you open your mouth. And that is itself attractive. So you don't have to prove it through sharing testimonials, though those are helpful and, and really valuable at the highest level in sales conversations and marketing, et cetera. Mm. 
But like knowing that for yourself, conveying that for yourself. So that's the first thing, owning your state. Then owning your style, being able to not judge yourself however you're showing up. Because sometimes you will show up without being in a super high frequency, high vibration state. And that itself is a contribution of vulnerability and of massive value to people, mm. uh, showing them that they can make a difference through you making a difference, even when you're not feeling perfect. Case in point, my call just before this one, my group coaching call, I was triggered by something in the background and I noticed it. I was like, all right, I'm going to pull that weed right after the call. And I allow, I choose to allow it to be there and to put my attention, bring my attention gently back to making the biggest difference I can for the room. So own your state, own your style, own your impact. Often our intention and communication is different than our impact. <laughs> Often we're not even noticing or getting present to the fact that people walk into rooms, conversations, events, experiences with us, and they have a set of opinions, judgments, beliefs, uh, priming that focuses them on certain things that are different than what we focus on. So public speaking is best done as a conversation where you're managing what's called the listening. This is a landmark term, how people listen to and, and you're speaking into their unique listening. So I know that I can bring up uh, jumping into cold water because this is something that I have in my listening of you and it's in your listening of the world. So I know you'll pay special attention when I bring that little detail up. So I'm, I'm, getting super highly sensitive and focused on like who who's in front of me and how can I speak in such a way that it'll maximally capture and lead their imagination, their emotions, their attention, make the biggest difference for them. And at the highest level, it's super conscious mind that organizes this, right? It's not an obsessive when you're at the level of 10, a hundred, a thousand people. And I've been in front of a thousand people before. It's, it's no longer about you and your little ego figuring out what the right way to say things is. It's about you surrendering to your intuition and divine guidance in saying just the right perfect thing that needs to be heard for everyone in the room, regardless of what you know or don't know. So those are two levels of practice, right? One level is like listening. And if you're creating a really tight, intense, beautiful container, you can do that, that work to listen into their listenings. Um, and then the higher level containers, it's also practice being in your intuition, following your guidance, like what is being called for in this moment that will be most impactful. At my event last weekend, it was about 10 people and there was a breakthrough from someone very specific. I had to lead her through a process where she restored her own voice, her own power and authority and cried a lot and let go of really intense pain. Um, and that was impactful for the whole room because I listened to my intuition making use of me as a vehicle and a vessel and a tool for the highest good of everybody there. So on your state, on your style, on your impact, on your results. Michael Jordan watches tapes of him, we used to, <laughs> when he was a basketball player, would watch tapes of himself, not to judge or make wrong or criticize what was good or bad, right or wrong, but what was um, needed to be put in that would raise his performance. So no matter how you show up, when you show up, what happens when you're public speaking or showing up on social media, whatever, owning your voice, there's always an opportunity to grow and have it be fuel for the flame of growth and learning and a higher version of you, a better expression of the future. So always come to it with both a beginner's mind of what can I learn from what I did or what I didn't do and how can I grow? Um, and then for there's two other courses that I've developed since Shine On, which are Own Your Offer and Own Your Invitation. Own Your Offer is how to make a six-figure offer from a virtual or a live stage. So to do what my people did 
or what some of my clients have done um, to bring in 20 or 50 grand from an event uh, or, and to repeat that over time or to bring, bring in the right people from one event to where they're, as they're moving through your value ladder, they're, they're paying even more at higher prices. Cause I saw that was a big missing. I was like, Oh, okay. If you can do all this other stuff, but you can't do this, you're kind of shit out of luck. Like you can be one of my people who I dearly love. One of those three main coach guys came on my stage over and over in the, that first year and a half and never made an offer just showed up and was like, I'm the real deal. Love y'all. Feel free to hop on calls with me, but he didn't know who he was speaking to, what his ideal client was, all of that. And then eventually he made an offer and made some money. And it was the first time anybody made like real money from my stage. And I was like, okay, great. But you have to, you have an ethical obligation to make an offer, to make a difference for the people in front of you who you see would flounder and falter without support accountability and, and borrowing your faith until they can build their own in producing their own results um so own your offer and then finally who are we going to get to fill these events well i consistently filled my ian events with between 20 and 50 people uh who were ideal potential clients for the people on my stage so own your invitations is all about um knowing how to practice inviting people to your events as a spiritual growth edge and also how to do it reliably and consistently so that your programs are full with zero ad, zero money spent on ads or marketing. Cause that's how I did it. I didn't know you could be spending money on it. I didn't even try. I was just like, I'm going to go have a thousand conversations per month, not a thousand, maybe a couple hundred <laughs> and, and have 20 people show up from those, but doing it in the right loving heart centered way. So anyway, um, those are what I would give to somebody who is committed to expressing uh on social media or in public speaking or live events virtual events whatever yeah that help yes and that like gives me one final question that i i would love for you to embellish on which is about because this is something that i experience and and every entrepreneur i know experiences which is scarcity and self-doubt and you've you've also owned and mentioned that in your story as well and so for the people i work with as well there is this desire to come from a heart-centered place mm -hmm. and we're human and we have egos and we've been conditioned we've got all this shit about money and how to make money ethically mm -hmm. and so what what is your biggest takeaway that you share with people about how to stay anchored in from a heart-centered space when scarcity and fear and entitlement and and all of this other stuff is also present what is like key to maintaining that link to your heart oh my god thank you for asking this is the perfect question um when you said embellish too i really appreciate it that like i, I want to hear you embellish because there's been a lot of embellishing like 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 just like painting the picture like like i guess picasso or something i'm going to take my time with it right and so that this, I've got so much on this. Um, the first thing I'll say is I've got so much more that I, that I can give than I can go into here. There's a, a short work that I put together called Coaching Business Abundance Resources. And it's applicable to everybody, not just coaches. So it's, it's really, um, it's like 14 or 15, last count, uh, events, workshops, books, um, things you can do 
to hone in on and upgrade your abundance and your relationship. Cause it is a relationship. It's a relationship to source. It's a relationship to yourself. It's a relationship to your own value. It's a relationship to your willingness to stand in your value and make, make offers and, and ask for, and your willingness to receive our level of giving is capped at our level of receiving. It's the same energy. It's just different uh, polarities. And so if we are denying ourselves receiving, we're denying our clients and our customers. We're denying our purpose, this beautiful thing that is coming to birth behind us. And the most selfish thing we can do in the world is to uh, not be living our purpose at the highest level, is to not be serving who we're meant to serve. So receiving is a huge part of that. Um, you're talking to somebody who had eviction notices and late rent moments in the past four years had moments where he was in the negative. I was in the negative, like literally in my bank account, like feeling shame and guilt over how could I let this happen? And why didn't I just give up and get a job, get a real job or, or having family members or, or dear friends bail me out. Right. I there, but by the grace of God, go, I, this is, this is why I say fucking wealth dynamics for people, millionaire master plan. So most heart-centered people don't know that there's a structure to managing your relationship to wealth that will enable it to be sustainable in your life. And I didn't have that when I first started, mm. but I have it now and I'm, I like, I preach it so often now. Um, and then there's also like manifesting and retaining abundance. There's all kinds of stuff. I'll say for your people who want the resource, uh, and for you, if you want it as well, it's free. Um, just get them to, to, uh, uh, to direct message me and we'll have a quick conversation and I'll point them to the most powerful resource in that document and also give it to them for free off of this call um, or this conversation. Um, I'm super excited to see what you get from that and what, what you chew on and, and what you produce through that and then all your people. Um, but the biggest, if I were to put it like, like, a super fine point on it. Like what, what is the one thing that I wish? <sighs> okay. I'm going to give two things. What are the two things that I wish I had had in the beginning? Number one is, is sufficiency. We all focus on abundance and prosperity and we look at people having it. And we wonder how it happens and we're like, okay, well, if that's possible, then that should be possible for me. Why is it not happening? Huh? Well, it's because, we need to get through the energy of sufficiency first. We go from scarcity thinking we need to get to abundance. Well, we need to go to sufficiency, comfort and ease, stability and groundedness in I am provided for. Wealth and abundance is my divine right. All my financial needs are met now. And, and it was only from, from there, all my financial needs are met now that I've recently graduated to daily writing the affirmation of all my financial desires are met now because <laughs> desires are, are, are kind of a luxury. Um, and by the way, that is me promoting. If, if you want something that's 13 bucks on Amazon, that is the best of the resources I have. I know the author. She's an internationally renowned prosperity teacher, super powerful. Feel free to prosper two weeks to unexpected income. Skip the whole book. Start at lesson one at the very back it, within days to uh, a week or two, you will have new income, either a new income stream. It's happened for me many times or a new client, a new customer. So if you've got a hole you're in, dig yourself out with that. Super powerful. Um, and then wealth comes from God through people. Wealth doesn't come from people, it comes through people. So knowing and trusting 
being connected to your source, realizing, wait a second, everything is being orchestrated for my good. All things work for good for those who believe and are called according to his purpose. This is scripture, not religion, by the way. I'm not a Christian per se, but this works. So much of Christian scripture actually is talking about really useful stuff I've discovered in the past year or so. And so, yeah, um, those are my top couple stuff to leave people with. Thanks for asking. I love that. And full circle back to your story and zigzagging. Mm -hmm. What I what I feel is important that you note is one the the the, the pivots to the struggles that you that showed up for you. Like it's not like oh I pivoted and then everything got better. It's like I'm still pivoting. I'm still figuring things out. Um, and needing sufficiency. I think that's really important. I, I get a little turned off by, by people who are like, just quit your job and do the thing. And it's like, well, you, even though, <laughs> even though you did like the truck driving job and a few, you had a few other things that you engaged in, in the interim before you finally were like launched yourself and flew, those things were still there for security and the sufficiency piece, right? It's like, you have to feel safe to some degree, I believe, before you just like completely cut the cords and, and do the thing. Yes. I, I think that's important um, to be, to live in the 3D while also engaging with spirituality and law of attraction and consciousness, remembering our nervous system is, is the real deal. We gotta pay yes. for nervous day <laughs> and make sure our nervous system uh, isn't going to completely shut down with the changes that we're making. And what I'm hearing for you is that like you edged yourself into this transformation and are still continuing to do so, even though you took some pretty major leaps. I, I think that's really important to mention as a sufficiency piece. So thank you for bringing that in. Yeah, you're so welcome. We all have what, what uh, they call in tapping into wealth, this wealth ceiling, what our nervous system is actually comfortable with receiving. Yeah. And uh, it, it takes time and energy and effort and work to, to shift that, that, that setting set point so that you're actually able to receive in general and then from your business in particular. And the cool thing about Millionaire Master Plan is that you can have your cake and eat it too in terms of living your purpose and building your business. You can be getting security from working a job that gives you skills to build your business or gives you credibility in the marketplace. And it's super brilliant. Like, if I could have, if I had thought to do that when I started, I kind of did that with Nolly, with the real estate thing, mm -hmm. um, which is why it was so magical for me because I was enjoying the journey and super perfectly secure. But you, you can all, you can have both, and it is so much, so much fun, so beautiful. This path, this life. Yes, I'm writing this down. Permission to pivot. I, I love you. <laughs> Literally, permission to pivot <laughs> as totally. you as you prioritize your purpose. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> no, I did. But <laughs> that's what I, that's what I boiled you, down from you. <laughs> which just means we work extremely well together. I, yes. I'd love to come back. This, this has been so much fun. Your people I'm sure are awesome, as awesome as you. And I've got so much, I mean, you, you've got a fire hose that turned into a thimble today. That was my <laughs> thimble. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I would love to have you back in. I'd love to, I'd love to have you drop into what was it, number three or number four on that list of like ways to speak powerfully. Now it was the channeling, right? Just trusting whatever moves through you is exactly what needs to move through you. 
And I'd love to see if, if you were to drop into that now, what is like the final thing that you want to leave with my audience? Oh, um, you can be heart-centered and create a massive, abundant, prosperous, stable, consistent, reliable income, doing what you love. And huh, you can have the love of your life and it be you first. And then you can have the love of your life outside of you as well. And um, this, this path of entrepreneurship is a zigzaggy adventure. But once you've built that trust and security and abundance and God, honestly, super conscious mind, um, it is a roller coaster ride that you know will end nothing but well. Hallelujah. Thank you. You're so welcome. And where can people find you right now if they want to invest in you or connect with you? Oh my goodness. Uh, Facebook, my personal profile, Lewis Brantmeyer. It's the one where I'm literally wearing this shirt and pointing to the camera. That's my current profile picture. I'll probably get a better one soon, but, um, uh, or, uh, you can go to bit.ly slash, uh, O H C B M D E C 20 all lowercase. That's the next event online heart centered business mastery, December, 2020. That's our next event happening on December 19th. And, uh, it's going to be a world of fun. As I understand, you're going to join us. I will be there. Yep. Boom. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that's where my most magic comes out in force for the public at, at the easiest, uh, the, the, the most cost-effective price point. So, mm -hmm. and, and also, um, tell people to, uh, direct message me. Once you find me on Facebook, uh, friend request me, um, direct message me, say, I, I found you through Christy and I want your abundance resources. Yeah. <laughs> I'll share that PDF with them. So amazing. Thank you so much again. This has been a real pleasure You're for so those welcome. of you that are listening and I've gotten to the end. I trust you've gotten exactly what you've needed from this transmission. Again, you can find me at theartofaliveness.com or you can email me with any questions, feedback, requests for Lewis to come on and talk about more things at theartofaliveness at gmail.com. And until next time, my friends, play on.